0: Good time of the day and welcome to another episode of And when I say I mean, I am your co-host Austin And I am your co-host Adrian Welcome to another week, Adrian Apparently you were just doing loads of exciting things, so Mm -hmm. Enlighten me Uh, I was over at a friend's house I'm going to call them my friends, some might say that that is a stretch it, so a couple from church had its, had some people over, so we had dinner, and then we played some games. We played left, right, and center, or center, left, center, right. I don't know. It's basically a chance game where you roll dice, and then we played Been There, Done That, which is kind of like um, Never Have I Ever. Okay. But slightly different. I played that at a track meet once. Yeah? Yeah. Not not a great track meet. It was at Millersville. Nice. I told everybody that I'm going to play no for everything. I don't think they believed me. And then I played no for almost everything. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was good. So yeah, and now it's very late and Austin's very upset with me. Yeah. I'll try to get over it. <laughs> I trust that he will. I have another good story, but I'll let you say uh, something else that happened to you this week. I had a great week this week um, for lots of reasons. But one of them, so longtime listeners to this podcast will know that I am a fan of PBS Digital Studios, specifically mm-hmm. PBS Idea Channel. And so earlier this week, Tuesday, I think, I got an email... So if you'll, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast, but I wouldn't be surprised if I had, I did a survey for PBS Digital Studios, and f- fun fact about me, I love long response surveys. <laughs> um, Like... Be warned if you ask Austin to answer a survey. Yeah. Yeah. In most cases, just you don't. Don't leave a comment se- section. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so, I was very excited to answer this long response form survey for PBS Digital Studios because I also really like PBS Digital Studios. So, I did that. And I get this email from them on Tuesday and I'm like, "Oh, did I get a t-shirt?" That seems unlikely. But wait, <laughs> hold up. I start reading Better this than email a t-shirt. and it says, "Thanks for sharing your time and input. We're writing today because you, yes, specifically you, We're a responder that gave detailed feedback, and we found valuable and helpful. And I was so excited. I was so excited to get this email, because all my life, I have provided detailed feedback to people on their surveys, and no one has appreciated it (laughs) until this very moment. And it's PBS Digital Studios, so now I'm part of a panel called Viewers Like You. If you're a PBS viewer, you should recognize that phrase. I do. Um where I get to answer even more surveys to tell PBS what I want them to do. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, like the, the first really long-form survey I responded to was our parents, who are our youth leaders. <laughs> and they did not appreciate it. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite survey responses was to uh, Grove City, A.K.A. Oh my, my undergraduate goodness. university. I was. <laughs> this one is so good. I was. I was pretty upset with Grove City at the time, um, for, I think, for, I didn't say they were Pharisees, but it was close. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um and I talked about uh, the hockey team who were all like burnouts and stoners, and felt like really ostracized on campus and this guy who threw a trash can at my almost RA in our, one of our flag football games. Anyway, and then my favorite part of this one is that they asked to send in a picture. <laughs> so I did all these things <laughs> and then just took a picture of myself, sent it in. Never heard back <laughs> from Didn't that Didn't you get either. quoted? No, no, I never heard oh, back. Oh, I thought you got like quoted in the gedunct or something. No. Wow, if I had, I would have... That would have been shocking, <laughs> uh, but no, I was I was very excited to get that to get that email. Oh I, f- I felt finally appreciated for all the hard work I put into mm-hmm. surveys. Mm-hmm. Did and you fill out by my favorite YouTube channel slash c- c- conglomerate? Did you fill out the Nerd Fighters survey? Mm-mm. Didn't know they had one. Mm-hmm. They did. I didn't fill it out either. So. I think it's probably passed. As I was waiting, I responded to another survey. So, nice. Also, the fact that you have like favorite surveys <laughs> that you have entered, <laughs> I think speaks volumes about who you are. Um, yeah, that's probably true.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: But no, I had a great week. It's good. It's good. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else this week before I should go into my next story. Though I will say it wasn't without the normal amount of hijinks. I was thinking about this. I feel like I get into a weird amount of hijinks for mm-hmm. the life that I live. For example, um, just like like I feel like every week on this podcast I have like this story that was like, Austin learns how to be an adult part blah million. <laughs> um so I this week I feel like Sorry, go ahead. This week it got really cold again um, because it's Potsdam and that's what it does. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think I talked about how I leave my laundry detergent in my car um, because I don't need it in my house. Right, because you go to the laundromat. Yeah, like a hip youngster. Um, Nobody should want to be a hip youngster if it means you have to go to the laundromat. It's not about wanting to, but that is what young folks do on mm. the talkies anyway <laughs> anyway um but it, it was cold and i forgot that i had it in my car and i went to the laundromat to do laundry and mm-hmm. hit the little spickety thing because i've got one of those laundry nice detergent fancy. things and nothing came out and i was like oh I <sighs> guess I found out what the freezing temperature for laundry detergent is. And then so I go into school wearing a uh button down, button up shirt. Huh, that's weird that they both means the same thing. Anyway. Um hmm. and why do we have different words for that? I don't know. And they're the is opposite words, but they mean the same thing. Anyway. Uh someone asked me He says, oh, Austin, you look fancy today. What went wrong? And I was like, I don't know if I should be offended by that because he's right. The only reason I'm dressed this way is because things went wrong. So if it's below 12 degrees Fahrenheit, your laundry detergent will freeze if you have it in your car. So look out for that. Guess what Google just told me. What? That a button down refers to... The collar of a button-up shirt. So a button-up shirt refers to any shirt that buttons up the front. Okay. But a button-down shirt refers to the collar of the button-up shirt. When they have little buttons on them? Yeah. Okay. Because you're buttoning down the collar. Yeah. I have a shirt like that. Mm-hmm. I do, too. So but you what could have a button-up, button-down? Yeah. But it might just be a Amazing. button-up at that point. Um... What happens though if you don't button down the button down things, the collar? Then it looks dumb. I have a shirt like that. I might actually wear it to work and you, tomorrow because you don't button the. It's like it's like a flannel, and so I don't really want to look like a cowboy. More huh. so than already wearing a flannel Interesting does. Interesting choice. It's Friday, so we can wear flannels. And so you dress like a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just flannels are more comfortable and I'm not to tuck in my shirt mm. and I can wear jeans. Mm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Anyway, what's this story? You've held us in suspense these whole eight minutes. So I have a candle Um, that I realized is a different candle than I thought it was because I thought this was th- uh, apples and evergreen trees, okay. but it turns out to be warm apple pie. Okay. I got it from Walmart. Here, I'll hold it up so you can see. Ooh. I got it from Walmart um, approximately a year ago. And recently I've been trying to end the candle's life, as in burn it the entirety of it. <laughs> burn it to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the problem is that... The candles. Uh, so I've been lighting it with this lighter, which is lighter oh. that I have from when we go camping, and it's yeah. a small lighter. And I can't get my hand all the way down to the bottom of the candle um, jar. It's like a, this it's a, like a traditional Bic lighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is like a, a approximately six inches tall with a diameter of approximately three inches. And so my hand holding a lighter doesn't. Really get in it doesn't get in there, so what, naturally what I've been doing is tear up bits of paper towels, mm-hmm. lighting that, dropping that into the candle, and the candle lights the, the paper towel lights the wick. It's a it's like a fun game. Um, but the problem is that when you get so once you drop the paper towels in there, it lights the wick, and then the wick starts burning, the paper towels um don't continue to burn. They eventually stop burning and you're left with just all of these little pieces of paper towel just sitting around the bottom of your candle. And so naturally the wick continues to burn and it's burning the rest of the wax. But the problem at this point is that all of the wax has burned, and I, and it's just left with the little bits of pieces of paper towel. And so I I knew this was going to happen because this has happened to me before with this exact same type of candle, except that time I was using matches and dropped the match in. Anyway, how often do you ha- have candles? Um, it it basically since I've moved to New Hampshire, I have invested in candles. Okay. I, I think everybody should, to be honest. Anyways, so now all of these paper towel bits are burning. Um, also, fun fact. This isn't a fun fact. I mean, it's kind of a fun fact, but it also applies to the story. I got some succulents from our mom yeah, uh, coming Same. back from Christmas. And I've been keeping them in my room because I haven't taken them to... I haven't taken them to work yet because I have to contact the plant person to make sure that I can bring the plants into work. I don't know. That's insane. I t- trust me. I know. Um, so anyways, they're in my room. And so I lock the door. I like, close the door to my room. Usually it's open. People and cats can come freely. But I don't want Sam to come in here because Sam will kill the plants. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam's your cat. So the door is closed. So the situation that we're in right now, the doors are closed, and my candle is just burning all of the paper towel bits, and huge flames are coming. At this point, I knew this was going to happen. I was like, okay, time to blow out the candle. Go to blow out the candle. Candle does not blow out. Okay, I'm like, now we're in trouble. At this moment, when I realize that I'm in trouble, the smoke alarm starts going off. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's like, brain, brain. not only in just our apartment, but all of the apartments. It's going off, yelling, fire, fire, fire. And I'm like, this is not good. That's so embarrassing. I know I think my roommate was sleeping at the time so that was even more I'm sure annoying for him so I ripped the door open I'm like I don't know what to do take the candle the the jar is scalding hot at this point take the candle grab my like sweatpants off my bed like use that as like potholders take the candle to the bathroom like turn on the vent at this point the wax what was left of the wax had like jostled around and like mainly put out the candles I blew out the candle It's out. I put it in the sink, opened up the window in the bathroom, which I I think I closed it, but I don't know. Somebody, I'm sure, closed it. And then went back to my room and was like fanning in front of the Mm -hmm. smoke detector, so it went out. So the smoke detector went out. Everything I thought was great. I was like, okay, now I just have this candle in the sink. It's still really hot. Um, I'm like, okay, what do I do? Turns out what you don't do is turn the faucet on and put water into the hot candle container. That would have been my first thought. Yeah, so that was my first thought. So I turned it on. I was like, okay, I'm going to cool this down a little bit. Turn the water on. Put a little bit of water into the candle thing. Turns out the water boils pretty much instantly when you put water into a hot jar with hot wax. Hmm. So now the water is boiling and is popping like liquid wax everywhere. It like goes onto my face, my like burns my forehead. It's getting all over the sink in the bathroom. I was like, this is a disaster. I'm gonna leave this room now before I get third degree That's burns. like the exact same situation that happened to me last week with <laughs> oil. <laughs> I didn't think about that. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty similar. So yeah, and then I um everything kind of calmed down a little bit. I still have the candle here. Well let me rephrase I have the jar. It's black. And there's still some water in there. We need to stop pouring water into hot fats, it seems. Yeah. You think we would know this. I was actually watching a I TV guess it's show. A lipid, but... Yeah. I was watching a TV show about Vikings. Um, Is it Vikings? No, it's actually called The Last Kingdom. Not all of them are Vikings. Um, Sure. It's about the english and the vikings mm-hmm. or the danes if you prefer but anyways in that show the guy who's supposed to be john snow but isn't um like throws like fat that's on fire into their boats and then lights them on fi- oh, he already said that he lights them on fire and so then he like yells to the danes he's like your boats are on fire and then they go to dump and pour out you know mm-hmm. put out mm-hmm. the fire with water makes it worse Mm-hmm. So I should have As thought about we have that in moment. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry that was probably too long of a story, but oh well. Um, so we have now you all know, don't pour water on boiling wax or mm-hmm. any it's lipids. It seems right. Yeah, that's wise. Um, Baking soda. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot of feedback on our last episode. Um, a lot. Thank you, whoever. Mm-hmm. Fed us back. I don't Gave like that word. Feedback. Yeah, no. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. So, um, much of it surrounded around was around um goals versus resolutions, as Adrian alluded to. I will just say, apparently, that is a large ecosystem that exists. For mm-hmm. me personally, that's just not how I operate. Like goals. Mm-hmm wise for me i just kind of like drift from kind of like obsession to obsession so resolutions for me works out really well because that's already like how i do things i just decide to do something and then i spend like an entire year dedicated to that thing Mm -hmm. even without like having nothing to do with resolutions that's just um the way i live my life so, yeah. Sorry if, um, yeah, I don't focus on goals just because that's just not how I do things. But if goals are helpful for you, do them. Goals are pretty helpful to people, so do them. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, this uh, topic comes from Sandra from All Grey. And she asks, uh, "Why do people uh, follow celebrities' lives, or why do we why do we obsess over celebrities' lives?" Um, Upon so, sorry, go ahead. So, what does that say about us and uh, humankind? Mm, I like that theme, that question for 2019. So far, we've asked it twice now, in both episodes. I mm-hmm. will say. As I was thinking about this topic and hearing feedback about other podcasts in the past, this seems like it's going to be another one of those times where we talk about something that we have absolutely no idea what we're talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think happens frequently because mm-hmm. we are not, I don't know, we are not the type of people, Not maybe that's not what I'm trying to say, I don't spend a whole lot of time following people or know anything about following famous people mm-hmm. on the internet. Yeah, so like if you um, have listened to previous episodes, I feel like the only two celebrities that we acknowledge are Taylor Swift and Kanye West, mm-hmm. uh, which actually kind of works out Yeah. well. Cause they're like good representative celebrities. Um, it is Taylor Swift's birthday, I think. Is it? Happy birthday... I saw it on Instagram because I follow her. Okay. Well, uh, so I don't follow anyone that who I don't know on Instagram. I don't have a Twitter. Uh, it's not her birthday, by the way. Wow. Revoke that happy birthday. So personally, <laughs> I, don't I don't follow celebrities in a traditional sense. Traditionally on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh So I don't know why people do. Though I assume... I assume it's fun uh, because I was like I was thinking about uh, raging at strangers on Twitter mm-hmm. recently, um, and enough people do that, so that I assume it's fun. Right? Is there is there any can we come up with any comparison that we could draw in our lives that would work for this? Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about uh, the way that we define celebrity. Uh, to me kind of, there is some that I could see myself following live. so in the the way of traditionally following celebrities to see like their nuances of their lives or like what they wore to wear or mm-hmm. weird pictures of them taking out the trash mm-hmm. i don 't follow that, but mm-hmm. I do follow some celebrities' lives in terms of if if I don't think of them as celebrities but instead of as artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even for like dead people I do that. Um, trying to like get a better understanding of their lives as a way to better understand their art. Mm-hmm. I even think you we could probably say like just watching Vlogbrothers is a way of following them as a celebrity and trying to maybe get and look into their lives. I think it's different, but I'm just trying to draw parallels to something that I can understand better. I don't know. uh, Because, like, the way I interact with Vlogbrothers is only through, basically, their um, vlogs. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't see john green as like a celebrity outside of that because that's not what my interaction w- is with him so like if i had read the fault in our stars and was incredibly moved by it i would feel like i was following a celebrity to get a better understanding of their lives if i then watched his weekly vlogs mm-hmm. but that's not how i watch it so right Okay, what about, no. So for me, like, um, I know he's dead, but Dostoevsky, I know a lot about his life. Um, and I know, and for me, knowing things about his life is interesting, and I want to know more about his life because it helps me try to parse what he wrote. Um, and that's kind of like a a whole debate over whether we should understand works as through a particular person, place, and time, which I Mm -hmm. think is, like, duh, get a job, (laughs) thank you boys. Um, We should, because they are from a particular person, place, and time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so his prison memoir, uh, Notes from the House of the Dead, depends on your translation, I think is really great because it illuminates the circumstances in which he later talks about uh, crime, punishment, and like justice, mm-hmm. and mercy, and grace. And seeing how he came to those conclusions through his own shaping experiences with crime and punishment. Mm-hmm. So is that why people follow celebrities on the internet? I think that is a reason people follow celebrities on the internet. Um, celebrities as artists, uh, I I think part of the reason that they do it is to try to better understand the things that they like. That the person likes, not necessarily the celebrity likes, or what, the or all of the above. Okay. Right, like, what what's their inspiration? Like, how do they live their lives in such a way to produce these things that I enjoy? What's their background for doing these things? Um, what's kind of, like, like you want to see, you like their point of view, so you want to see more of that point of view and understand mm-hmm. how they came to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, for a more contemporary example, like... Um, I just listened to a interview Kendrick Lamar did with Rick Rubin um, where he talks about where his inspiration comes from, and I know a lot of things about his life because it's such an influential part in his music, um, and so I'm interested in those interviews and knowing about his life because I want to know where he comes from, though he makes it much less of a secret than lots of other people's. Like Mm -hmm. his, his work is very much influenced by his personal experience. Okay. But I don't think that's the main reason people follow celebrities. I think it's more of an aspirational thing. So that we want to be like them. Um, no, yes, but only in like a sense that we have money and, uh, people know who you are. I mean, yes and no, I think that we can, we would probably want to follow people for more than just because we want money and fame. I don't really. Like, to me, like, the whole, like, I've never watched Hollywood Express, but I feel like people watch Hollywood Express because they want to be famous, and these people are famous. So it's a, a kind of an example of how to be famous. What about fashion? Um, I don't know. I was just trying to... Following fashion is how you learn to perform expensive habits. Okay. I feel like, though, I can, like, watch... Him, this is... Not really the same thing, but I can watch a movie and be like, oh, I like that jacket or something like that and be like, oh, there's some inspiration for what I want to wear. Not necessarily, but I guess that could be different than I like following Casey Affleck online, so I'm going to get a cardigan, and by cardigan, (laughs) I mean Carhartt. (laughs) Yeah, right, like... I don't think people would look at fashion to wear those things because most people can't afford to. Hmm. It's just like yeah. to be to to be kind of vicariously part of the drama of like the pantheon of modernness. Um and also kind of like project your own desires to be a part of that pantheon yeah okay like I guess. True. T- to get us back to kanye um i know that for no reason other than my phone tells me uh i know that drake recently followed kim kardashian kanye got really mad at it and so he unfollowed kim kardashian That doesn't affect me at all, but that's, like, a newsworthy story, apparently, according to my phone, at least, Mm -hmm. Um, which is kind of, like, implicit – it's implying that that's something I should care about, and I think I should care about it uh, because we're – we kind of have the expectation that celebrities are, like, public – acquaintances that everyone has Mm -hmm. I guess Mm -hmm. Um, and so like being famous makes you a public commodity and we consume their emotions vicariously and those are like experiences people wish they could have but can't Uh, so they follow celebrities to get like the, the feeling that they're part of these like movers and shakers i guess okay so what was your questions what is that why do we do it and what does that tell us about humankind so what does it tell us about humankind um unless you feel like we need to add at- answer the question why we do it more i, I don't know i I, I felt like that was a a cynical way to say it but i only feel Cynically about people following celebrities. So if... Yeah. Except for... Um, like following it for better understanding art. I think that's an okay way to follow celebrities. But I don't think that's the way most people do. Oh, I wanted to compare it to uh, following politicians. Specifically in regards to... The trump administration mm-hmm. uh because i feel like following the trump administration is more like following celebrities than anything else has been before um mm-hmm. because you keep having like crossovers and like big events happening like Manafort was in the news again for um lying to the Mueller team or something mm-hmm. um or, like, following Trump on Twitter to see, like, the outrageous things that he does and then participating in that outrage. Um, and so I, like, I don't follow Trump on Twitter or anything because I don't have a Twitter. Um, but I, I follow Trump because I want to feel informed of the things that I think are important to our world. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why that would be like a less cynical take on people following celebrities, that celebrities are the important people to our world. And so in following them, you're staying um, up to date with what's really going on in the world. Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah. Yeah. So, I want to jump into why, what it says about humanity, Mm because I think maybe that could make it less cynical, or maybe try to redeem it or something, I don't know, we'll we'll see what happens. I think, I don't know, I think that one thing that it says is that we, well, I don't know, again, I'm kind of spitballing, and I don't want to sound too negative, maybe, but, I think it says that we desire power and notoriety. Okay. Is fame better than notoriety? I don't know. Um it depends. Um I don't know. I think like we I, I think it shows the maybe the more modern way of people following people who have power. Hmm. Um, and so I think like traditionally that has happened in many ways, but like we want to be close to the people who have the most power because that means that we might be able to share in some of that power. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think about Tom Haverford when he's like, whenever you see some successful business businessman, you'll see me riding his coattails or something mm-hmm. like that, which like fits great because Tom Haverford loves to follow famous people as well so i think that in some ways it kind of points to that um that just lust and desire for power so like because i i think of things in terms of like uh court society as has been established basically like people who follow uh the Kardashians, for example, on Twitter are like uh, the like hangers-on that are in courts like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Mm-hmm. Nobody really cares about them at all, but they're around because they want to be important. And right. then they just get used for the kind of um, whims of the people who do actually have power. That sounds really negative too, though. It does sound negative so I'm going to go with this one uh, maybe we do it to seek entertainment mm-hmm. so so we are entertained by the outlandish things that people with money and fame do and we enjoy watching that mm-hmm. so like for the same reason we like reality TV shows or I don't know Yeah, I I agree with that. So, like, I kind of intentionally compared them to the Pantheon, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, Augustine, he really hates uh, actors portraying the Greek gods uh, because he says that they do these horrible, obscene things uh, at the behest of their own gods, which he thinks is dumb. But anyway like the Greek myths and uh, like the comedies of the gods shows these people who are in power and who everyone knows often doing very scandalous things and getting into like really petty fights with each other Mm. where Zeus is sleeping around with like everything as an animal for some reason. Um, And then Hera gets mad. And so I, I feel like... This situation that I just described with Drake, Kanye, and <laughs> Kim, is exactly like yeah, it it's like shockingly like, uh, many ancient Greek myths, where, uh, uh, I, I mean Kanye would appreciate it, um, but like if so like Kanye Zeus I guess in this example, um, and like. Oh, okay, no, so there's a story that Odysseus tells in the Odyssey Mm -hmm. of the smith god, whose name I forget how to pronounce, um, is mad that Ares is sleeping with his wife um, Aphrodite. So he contrives this uh, mesh trap to catch them as they're sleeping together, Um, and then he catches them in the act and brings everyone together, but then they all laugh at him the smith god mm-hmm. for uh being cuckolded and being lame <laughs> lame in like a not like in a loser sense like crippled. but also it it works wordplay mhm and so i feel like that's exactly what's happening right now we just love drama yeah and like like petty but it's it's not petty like people cheating on each other is a really like dramatic thing and there's strong emotions everywhere and so I th- I think yeah I I disagreed with people earlier saying that we are were narrative creatures because I don't think we are exclusively narrative creatures but I think we are in some ways really drawn to narratives and so. Drake releasing a hit single um, that later becomes a dance sensation Mm -hmm. that maybe is about him cheating or being with Kim Kardashian, that's like wow, drama I wonder if it's true, I wonder what happens what's Kanye Mm going to do, is he going to go insane Um, all these are really like interesting and high emotions high... A things that we can invest in mm-hmm. in ways that our lives are not, and everyone right. knows who it is, and so it's it's like the common myths of right now. or even just like going back to a couple of I don't know how long ago it was now when we talking about TV dramas mm-hmm. like it, it it's just basically just like a TV drama, but in real life on Twitter. Right, and and so I th- I thought it was interesting, this interview, Kendrick said that uh, Michael Jackson is the biggest imaginary character to him because he never met Michael Jackson. He's only experienced and mediated through TV and what other mm-hmm. people have said. So in like the same way the pantheon is like imaginary, it depends on who you ask in the Roman era. hmm Kind of in the same way, these people are imaginary to us. We we know facts about them, but we only mm-hmm. ever experience them as mediated uh, through the kind of the myths surrounding them. Right. Okay. Yeah, we're getting somewhere. I apologize. We probably have offended a lot of people already. Bear with us as we continue to navigate this because yeah. we have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. Sorry. I don't. I'm actually a, not a. Zeusist, so sorry if that offends. That wasn't what I was referring <laughs> to. Um, so okay, so is it good? Because if you would ask me in the beginning of this episode, I would say absolutely not. But if it is a way, I I don't know. I guess like is experiencing drama and the world apart from ourselves, taking a part of... Because essentially, I don't remember really what we talked about and why we like TV dramas, but I I think one of the reasons why we like dramas is because there's something about it that applies to our life and we can say, okay, I can relate to some aspect of this, but I'm going to take myself out of that and experience that through somebody else's lens and somehow get to some kind of end for that. Mm-hmm. So... If I'm if if I'm coming to the conclusion that that is part and maybe largely the reason why we follow famous people on the internet, can we make an argument that says it is good to follow people on the internet? Um, F- follow famous people. Yeah, I I think you can, but I'm not going to. Okay. Uh, maybe not surprisingly. Um, because I. I think – so to me what following famous people on the internet says about ourselves is that oftentimes we're, we're really unsatisfied with who we are, where we are, and who we know. Mm. Um, and so by participating in kind of these collective – I don't want to say rituals, but I also do want to say rituals – Mm-hmm. Uh, around the the outrage and um, just kind of reactions to the things that famous people do in life, that kind of gives people a way to think of themselves not as just in their regular jobs, but being part of the larger... Culture in a way that um, brings them kind of to the place that they think they want um, and so it, it really gets into an argument about like what's the point of fantasy mm-hmm. as a genre or fiction as a as a way to write things and I I think it's not a secret that I really love fiction. Um, And and so I have often chafed against the description of fiction as escapist uh, because I think good fiction is not escapist. Good fiction should reflect something back about our current existence and ourselves to us in a way that makes us confront who we are and what it means to be alive. And so the only reason I like rebel against people saying escapism is bad is because I don't think the things that they're talking about are necessarily escapism. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think escapism is bad if it allows us to just kind of coast without really confronting um, what I think are a really central things to being alive namely what does it mean to be alive and like how should we live in light of that Mm -hmm. and so I, I don't think that following the sultry details of the West's and whatever Drake's last name is oh no that's his first name what is Drake's last name? don't know, dude. His first name's Audrey, I think. Anyway, following the, like, titillating details of their lives is not elevating, I don't think. Aubrey Graham. Oh. Aubrey. Okay. What did I say? Audrey? Nope. I think so. And then I said Aubrey, so okay. I think we'll probably... Yeah. If your car radio gets stolen don't replace it just sit in silence Mm -hmm. no but uh, no I think you can replace it as long as you're replacing it with good things right that was more just a comment on escapism yeah um I think I'm gonna change I'm gonna go completely different direction cool I think another thing I, I think another thing that it tells us about humanity is that we we want a god in the sense that like i think a lot of ways that people follow celebrities is almost um like idolic in a sense um because in reality like it's you could argue it's different but really my understanding of the kardashians and kanye is is no it, it is different, but it's similar to my experience of God, right? I've never seen these people in person, I've never experienced them in the physical world. Mm-hmm. I just have heard about them and see things about them and see pictures of them and reflections. And so obviously it's different. But in, in a lot of senses it's not, right? Like Kanye mm-hmm. does declare himself to be a god. Okay, but I think that, in a lot of ways, and I that I think this is the biggest fear that I have of following celebrities is that we place them on a pedestal, and I think that the, your comparison to the Roman gods is is accurate, right? Mm-hmm. We, I don't we we follow these people as if they. And and follow the trends and follow the things that they do and do the things that they tell us to do as if they were gods. But And at the same time, knowing and like reveling in the flaws and shortcomings of them. Right, which is very similar, again, to the Roman gods. Yep. And so, yeah, I think that that's what it tells us about humanity. I think it, we want we want there to be someone greater than us and we want to follow them. Mm-hmm. And so I I think that in light of that, I think that a, you can follow celebrities and it be okay. I, I don't think that necessarily if you follow celebrities, I'm saying you're being, <laughs> you have them as an idol, but I think that it's good to think about that and think, okay, why am I, interested in what happens to these celebrities am I interested in it for some kind of entertainment value which even still but anyways the things that I find for entertainment are probably no better but think about streaming Hearthstone yeah so but I mean I guess which can be a topic for another discussion maybe but like essentially why do you do anything that you do (laughs) which is a question we should probably ask ourselves a lot more than we do mm, I agree but if if I'm following a famous person why am I following that famous person and I think that in some ways it can be very unhealthy and mm-hmm. I think that there yeah, I don't know It it it's another way that we try to fill that gap of looking for God I think in a lot of ways mm-hmm that fundamental dissatisfaction with um, where we're we at. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, speaking of – so of w- we didn't end up talking about Taylor Swift very mm-hmm. often. But I think a fun fact about our lives is uh, w- I don't think we were strictly forbidden from doing many things in our <laughs> lives. But we were strictly forbidden from dating Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. So, Taylor Swift, if you're listening, sorry about you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what do we what do we take away from this discussion? What are what are some things that we're gonna um, apply or think about or so so for me, I don't really follow celebrities, as I've said, but, um, yeah, trying to just, like, readjust, for me, the way that I look at the news, I mean, and I've, I've talked about this before, like, an ongoing thing, like, not looking so much, um, and, like, grasping at the things in the world for meaning or answers, um, but being more settled, um, and like learning from my own life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if if, if I ahead. I if I think escapism is bad, then what does it look like to not escape from regular being alive?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think mine is kind of similar to that, but different, is that, like, yeah, I don't necessarily follow celebrities, but that same tendency does exist in my life, essentially, like, to find entertainment and enjoyment and putting things, the things that I spend my time doing that I are replacing potentially and essentially my relationship with God. And so, like, how can I be more aware of the things that I do to say that are basically looking for that comfort from someplace else besides God or looking for the fulfillment Mm -hmm. in other things besides what God has for me? I I think that that, to me, is the fundamental thing that we do when we follow celebrities or any myriad of things, even if you don't follow celebrities, that idea of replacing something (laughs) with something that's really should be in God, I think definitely exists in our lives. So I think that it's kind of what I want to think about this week.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: So we... In conclusion, we follow celebrities because of the Roman pantheon. Poor summary, but there we have it. Adrian, do you have any recommendations <laughs> for us? Um, I don't know. I haven't really thought of any recommendations. Um, I did watch Roma recently. Oh, yeah, I saw. Um, I think I would recommend it. Um. Prepare to feel all if, if the emotions. Wanna, if you want to feel really artsy, too, definitely watch this movie. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's it's. Let I will say okay. Now I am thinking about it. Watch it if for nothing else, just watch it for the filmography, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was spectacular. My favorite scene um, follows, th- There's especially at the beginning of the movie, there's so many of these great panning shots mm-hmm. where the camera is following a character as they're moving around. My very favorite one was she comes down the stairs, it's one shot, the camera follows her down the stairs, rotates around as she's walking around the room, does a complete 360 degrees around the house, comes back, and then the shot ends and I'm like wow this is excellent mm-hmm. but what I like so too good. is sometimes the camera like gets ahead of her mm-hmm. as she's doing mm-hmm. her work which uh, to me is like wow she's like really cause she's a maid right so she's not the camera is what's dictating things and she just has to keep up um, which mm-hmm. I think r- like reflects her position within the house within society
1: Hmm.
0: yeah there if you watch it there will be many times where you feel like you have no idea what's happening or there will be scenes that are very shocking to you like the taekwondo scene mm-hmm. i was not prepared for that i warned you about it man yeah i forgot um but yeah no it it's good i would recommend it i've decided i've recommended it yeah, but make sure you're not doing anything else because you can't even look at your phone or else you'll get completely lost. Mm -hmm. I also, I accidentally had the tab muted when I first started watching it. So I thought, Mm -hmm. wow, not only is this movie in black and white and they're showing the credits at the beginning, there's Mm -hmm. also complete silence for the first seven minutes of this movie. What a bold call. And then I realized I had just had it muted and, uh, that was on me. Well, it actually might've been silent because I don't think we had it muted and it still was silence. it was just the sound of her washing the floor okay so basically silence. yeah um i don't I, I don't know if it was in response to that or really how it happened and i'm not really sure if i'm going to continue with it but since then i have turned my phone to black and white hmm. um which I have been told is is a good way to use your phone less, mm-hmm. which I will say. I should just delete the YouTube app. But watching YouTube is a lot worse in black and white than it is in color. I wish that Android let me do that, um, but it doesn't. So, so yeah, um, it makes it harder to play games. The one game I have on my phone is actually impossible to play now because it depends a lot on color it depends entirely on color. Um Instagram is is kind of the same if not better because now everything's black and white so that's pretty cool. Wow. Um I couldn't you sent a snap the other day and everybody was like that looks fantastic. I'm like that just looks like a bowl of mush and you're like it's leftovers and then I couldn't tell if it what it actually was because it was black and white. It was soup. Yeah. So, if you're feeling artsy, there are some artsy suggestions for you. Also, it could help you use your social media's list. Or you just delete all the apps from your phone. Mm-hmm. It's probably probably a better solution, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Anyways, any, any recommendations? Yeah, so I've been uh, listening to podcasts recently, as I've said. And so, and if you remember the beginning of this episode, I love PBS Idea Channel. So I thought, huh, I bet Mike Regnetta has a podcast. And he does. Um, It's called Reasonably Sound. And it's just a podcast of him talking about sound. And sounds in all their various forms. So the most recent one. Is about hold music, uh, and the two hold music. hold music, and the two that I've listened to most recently were about clapping and booing, respectively. Um, and so, I I I really like that he brings the the approach of PBS Idea Channel to just kind of a longer form discussion about sound, like what does this what does it mean. That we do the things in the way that we do them. And how can we apply just random critical analysis to them to try to better understand kind of um, some of the implicit assumptions of the world around us. Like, Mm -hmm. why do we applaud more often than we boo? Um, And should we boo more? He thinks we should boo more. Hmm. Uh, because it's a Does way... Does you watch sporting events? No. So so one of my favorite <laughs> things he said was, if you watch sports, like, booing is more acceptable there, but it's not really, you know, acceptable. I'm not much of a sports guy, except hmm. if you watch sports just for the statistics, in which case, I get that. Good for you. And I'm like, yes. That's like my exact relationship to basketball. Um He should watch more sports because there's lots of booing in sports. Yeah. Yeah. So he he talked about the types of booing in sports. Um interesting. As the the types of booing that occur at uh political events. Hmm. So anyway, uh it's so it's a lot of fun. Is this podcast kinda like name that sound? Uh it is not at all. <laughs> It is not at all, like, name that sound. Uh, Shout out to the big hairy Spider. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, it's nothing like that. (laughs) Uh, But then, uh, as I was thinking about famous people, I'm like, is Mike Ragnetta a famous person? And then I also, like... So, like, there's authors that I consider to be friends, even though most of them are dead. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about my relationship with Mike Rignetta, which is basically like a dead author to me in the way that I interact with him. But then I'm like, I could, I could just like email him. That'd be weird. Anyway, maybe we, maybe we should talk about like the nature of fame because like, regardless of whether or not Mike Rignetta is actually famous, he, I would argue he could be famous to you. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I was thinking about that too, as I was responding to, um, some of the feedback, like, I feel like the way I am on this podcast is for the most part, different ish than how you would find me on the street. Mm -hmm. Not like completely different, but largely different. Um, and so then is like, but the podcast version of myself, a character to some people. Yes. Right, yeah. Like, and I know that it is, but and that that's just, like, weird to me. Yeah. Although it's probably closer to your truer self than your walking down the street self. Right. So is that person also a character to everyone else? Mm-hmm. And then, like yeah so yeah it's it's weird that's also probably another episode mm-hmm but i should I should email Mike yeah I mean you've made it on the dean's list for surveys yeah yeah, so winning thanks for joining us Wow! you don't have a book to recommend people told me to stop recommending books. That's just so un-Austin-like, I, I can recommend a book if you want to, but... I mean, I think that you should because that's what you would do, and I don't think that you should stop being yourself just because people don't like to hear your book suggestions. I mean, I haven't read a single book that you've suggested, but I still like it. Yeah, tell me books. about it. So take this Charles from Maytown spitting in your face. Anyway, I try not to... <laughs> so, I try not to spit in most listeners' faces, but extenuating circumstances. Your father, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel free to spit in the face of my father. Um, so I read a book two weeks ago uh, as I was on Christmas vacation uh, called The Age of Anger, which is really fun um, because he tries to view um, history and basically just history through the light of literature for the most part which was really exciting to me Um, and it reminded me of an NPR um, interview I heard while I was on a Navy base two summers ago uh, where someone was asking how does Anna Karenina help you understand geopolitical relationships and he said oh it it helps so much because um, it gives you an understanding of how like Putin understands sanctions or how like Russia reacts to sanctions. And I was like, oh, yeah, I totally agree with this guy. So I found myself saying that a lot with this book. Um, I forget what his name is, but the book's called The Age of Anger. He's basically trying to generalize the experience of the superfluous man of 18th century Russia to the experience of all young men kind of disenfranchised by coming late to modernization. So the feeling of your own superiority in the face of your cultural inferiority and the, the kind of feeling of inability to change anything about that except through radical means. Hmm. So, it's a great book. Age of Anger. Mm -hmm. All right. For real this time. In the same way that we defy our listeners by giving book suggestions, we also haven't shortened the podcast. But... Yeah. Some people say it should be longer, so they're in the minority prepare for i don't know 10 to 20 more minutes of just unbroken stream of consciousness false because i have to edit this and put it online before i go to bed tonight so yeah and it's far too late (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks Thanks for joining joining us. us we'll see you next week